What's going on, good people? How y'all doing? On this Tuesday, January 16, 2024, Shooting Lights Out is here live in color today. Man, college basketball was on one last week. I'm just going to put it like that. College basketball was on one last week. Those of you who caught me last week when I did the latest episode, I started it, but it continued all the way through the weekend. So, but I'm not going to talk about it alone this time. I got a special person here. Y'all seen him before. He's been on here a couple of times already. He is the EP of all EPs. He is the man with the plan, mentality, cold sports with the Z. And the executive producer of Snowman in the Morning. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Cole Johnson. Hey. How you doing, Playmaker? How you doing, everybody? Playmaker's Blog World. How's it hanging? Man, I started this last week. I did not think it was going to continue the way that it did. <laughs> That's why you got the title of this call. College basketball chaos, because that's what it was last week. Straight chaos in basketball on the college side. You, you know what, what was funny? Last year, people were saying that it was chaotic because we were having number ones that weren't lasting all that long. And here we are. And it's even more chaotic this year than last. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I mean, I would, look, let's just go right ahead. Let's, let me get this up here. As you can see, we start with the men first. And last week, those of y'all don't remember, these were the five games I covered last, last on the last show. Cole, before we get to what happened <coughs> later on in the week, you want to talk about any of these five that happened? Any of the five. Hmm. You know, I, I'll start with my home. I'll start with my uh, former hometown team. You know, I figured when Purdue went down, this would be when Houston would lick their chops and say, "We're going to take take number one." Nah, they got some work to do. And although yes, Iowa State's pretty tough, that should that should have been a W for them. But hey. And then you had the blue blood of Kansas. Well, you know, well, it almost wouldn't be, it almost wouldn't be a, a men's basketball season if Kansas did not have a number one ranking at some point during the year. And then they lose themselves. And then the new budding power in the SEC, Tennessee. I mean, they, they, they could have had a shot at the number one ranking. No. 
I could care less about Oklahoma. But uh, yeah, go ahead, sir. If you look at the if you look at the right, you see no numbers. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They did not play. Sl- none of these. None of these teams played slouches in the L's. There's no question about that. See, on the left, you got all teams ranked in the top ten. Mm-hmm. On the right, I see no numbers. Yeah. Yeah, all teams with low numbers in the L column, but still they're unranked. Yeah. So that was last episode that I did. And, and I think continued. that's continued. Mm-hmm. And it continued. Saturday, Kentucky goes down. Houston went down again. Again. Then mm-hmm. Arizona went down. So let's dive into it. First off, the Kentucky Wildcat. I happened to watch this game on Saturday. Oh. This miss had all the makings of looking at that game. That atmosphere at in College Station. You had a feeling it was possible. Mm-hmm. And man, hey, when it went into overtime, you, if you're a Wildcat fan, you had to get nervous because it went into overtime. It went into overtime. Texas, Bud Williams got him a good one. That's a good win. Over six ranked. They third loss of the season. You beat John Calipari. And that's so you know, you know. Look at the numbers. They not they not far off from each other. Mm-hmm. 42% for Kentucky, 40% for Texas AM, 38% for Kentucky, 37%. I mean, numbers went off. See, when I did the when I did the last episode, Cole, the 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 thing was the free throw line on the road. Mm-hmm. And what we always say when it comes to March Madness, make your free throws. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, many games are won and lost from the free throw line. Yep. Here, it's pretty even. Mm-hmm. Just as A&M just wanted it more. Yeah. They just wanted it more. And speaking of wanted it more, look out. Look out. <sighs> TCU. Back-to-back top 10 victories? Because you beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then you had number two walk in there, and you gave them a second consecutive loss in the same week. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to be honest, Cole. I thought, I thought your boys would come, come back with some vengeance, because they usually do. When they take mm-hmm. an L, they come, they come back with mighty vengeance yeah. for whoever's next. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Yeah, the team normally does, but um, this week was this past week was a little rough on on the Cougs. Yeah, but I mean, look, Iowa State and TCU. Now the now we're getting into conference play. Eh, well, I mean, what can you say? The three point ability. Look at that. Four for eighteen on three for the Cougs. Eight for fifteen but, for yeah. the Horn Frogs. I was about to say. The the uh, the coups were off, but the horn frogs were on from from distance. And then down here at the bottom, a twelve point lead at one point in time for the coups. That's sad. They they even had a double digit lead. They didn't keep it. It didn't. Kevin Sumlin's right now. He is shaking his head like, "What is going on here?" I know them practices are not going to be easy. <laughs> And we know Kevin Summers is a hardcore coach. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna take he's gonna take them boys, he's gonna take them uh young men through the paces. 
because he does not like play like this. Perimeter defense being like that? Nah, he <laughs> no, he wouldn't want that. That's just not his steez. So, man, back to back losses for Houston. Not a good look. Mm-hmm. Is getting this season might be a little more enjoyable than last season. <laughs> Cause you know we having some parody going on around here. I mean, I mean, last year at parody. I mean, you had what? What? UConn won it all, and they went ranked one. They wouldn't even see it first, second, or third seed in the tournament. Yeah, but I'm saying last year the team that you've seen, you really don't. Most people didn't know about it. it was like, who are these guys? Like, really? Mm-hmm. But you already know who them guys are, and now you're not being surprised as much. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, okay. What's it going to make March Madness even more fun? <laughs> Good luck making a perfect bracket this year. Hmm. I don't know when that perfect bracket going to happen, but it ain't going to be this year. No. And then the most shocking one. <sighs> Arizona. Going down to Washington State. Now, I, I know that this is the last year that Arizona's going to be in the Pac-12 before they go into the Big 12. Big 10. Big 12. Yeah, they, yeah they're going to be fun. Yeah, that's they're going to the Big fun. 12. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. You get to see Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Houston. Mm-hmm. Texas. No, not Texas. Texas and Oklahoma will be going. No, te- yeah, Texas will be going. Texas will be going to the uh, SEC. But this would, I would think that this would be the year where they would actually show that, you know, that they are they were the power of the Pac-12 and not necessarily UCLA, but eesh, a performance like this in Pullman, I'm not sure that that'll cut it. 30, 34% shooting, 29% from the three-point range, 62% from the free throw line. Now, how is it that you clean up from the wind? You know, cleaned up from uh, from the glass, but brick all over the place. I was hoping you'll see that. Mm. Twenty-two offensive rebounds. Twenty-two, and you still shot thirty-four point seven percent from the field, twenty-nine percent for three, and you got to the free throw line the same amount of times as. Washington State, but you shot 62%. Once again. Just in the tournament, same thing, definitely in college. Same thing with regular season games in college. Games that won a loss on the free throw line. And that, if that isn't true, the, what the final score was three. Mm-hmm. And Arizona missed four more free throws, and they got to the uh, cherry strike the same amount of times as Washington State. I rest my case. And you out-rebounded them on the offensive glass by 15. Yeah. yeah. You destroyed them on your offensive boards. But you couldn't nail you couldn't nail anything from any distance. That's not cool. I mean, you barely made one of three shots. Barely. Mm. That that's not gonna cut it. You took let me see. If I'm doing my math. You took twenty, no, sixteen more shots than Washington State, and yet they made more, they made one more than you. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yep. 24 three-pointers. Mm-hmm. So Washington State's 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just them numbers that is ugly. They're just ugly numbers. Yeah. You usually what you say is clean the glass, make it free throws, you win the game. Mm-hmm. You did one part of it, right? Yeah, the other part you just couldn't buy anything from no bender the distance. Two, three, or from the charity strike. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's just oh my god. So that's three more teams added to us. Houston twice. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I know. But we still weren't done. Sunday happened. The only top ten team to be at home, and they got me. Illinois fall to Maryland. Oh, SVP. SVP was probably having a party Sunday night. What he he avoided a bad beat moment? I don't know. I'm just guessing because you know he loves his. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know he's a Maryland alum too. Yeah, I know. You know he loves Maryland too, so I'm just guessing he yeah. had on mm-hmm. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. As the Terps upset the final line, huh? Mm-hmm. by nine. And then y'all at home, and this is what y'all shot at home. Mm. No, no, no. 33% from the field, 27% on three. And you're the home team. Well, at least they shot better than Maryland, but still, I mean, from three, but man. You're the home team. You can even buy a bucket in your own gym. In your own gym. As, uh, as Tim Brandon would say, iron unkind. Home iron unkind at that. Jeez. Rebounds even now. I mean, Maryland had more assists, but it's mean they were sharing the ball more. Mm-hmm. Turnovers about even. Yep. Points off turnovers even. Raspberry mm-hmm. points even. They killed you in points in the paint, though. Good gracious. They doubled you at points in the paint. That That's Cole Johnson's basketball right there. That's that I keep telling people. I keep telling people. Easiest points to make are the ones that are in the paint, and if you and if you do that and make a living, you can have a, an easy victory. Look at this game right here. Fifty-two to twenty-six in the paint, and both that right had, there spells a difference. Both teams had a league of nine. Mm-hmm. I guess one was better. Yep, the home, the road team in this case. Just like wow, really. Really? The home and, team got took him down this time. And normally you would think at home you would probably feel a little more comfortable scoring points in the paint. That I don't care if you are a perimeter-ish team. Normally you can get a couple of cheap. And when I say cheap, I mean you actually move correctly and you cast the defense napping. And you get a couple of easy layups in the paint. You know where the ball going to bounce at. Right. Right. Via an assist or, or an offensive board. But yeah, that 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 was that's exactly where my eyes went first. I was like, oh, points in the paint? You got doubled at home. Wow. Yeah, that that's not that's not cool. Exactly. And crazy weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Here's your new top ten in the men's. You did. So you said somebody was number one last year. Guess what they hit now? Yeah, I was about to say. I don't. I don't think UConn sniff number one overall. And here we are, and they are sniffing it. They are now number one overall. You know why they're number one? Purdue got taken down. Kansas yep. got taken down. Houston yep. got taken down. Yep. Tennessee got taken down. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Dare say Arizona too. Because I think if I think if all of them got taken down, but Arizona would have won, I think they probably would have been been number one or close to it. But yeah. And then I'll say, hey, look who's at number four all of a sudden. I haven't mm-hmm. talked much about them all year. I haven't heard much about them all year. They number four, I was like, them Tar Heels in North Carolina. I haven't yep. talked to her much about Duke. They ranked yep. number seven. Yep. Well, so oh, Carolina did. Oh, they must be playing each other eventually, sometime soon. Okay. So you talk about the blue bloods, right? There's UConn. Mm-hmm. There's Kansas. Yep. There's North Carolina. There's mm-hmm. Duke. There's Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. And the blue bloods are repping as they normally would around now, and and uh, yeah, here we go. This is gonna be this is gonna be exciting. And not and not to mention not for so see, but. I think uh, Penny's in the top ten. He is at number ten. Penny's at ha- the top ten, and I'm happy for him, man. I mean, th- th- all this dude wanted is to, ha- to have was a program with with young men who was willing to just have fun and play fundamentals. Because all this dude wants to do is just have fun and win. And so now he has now he has some young men who wants to do that, and he's doing it in his hometown. Credit to credit to Penny, credit to him. So uh, that's the men's side. Take a break, because the men were the only one that was dealing with some chaos. Surprisingly, the women saw some chaos too. I know that might be hard to fathom, but I'll show you after the break. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time, because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid, okay? And the same thing with Pollard, I mean... Pollard breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we needed that big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21-19, and the final score was 54-19... Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmaking Spot is sponsored by Lids. Locker rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. Lids, the leader and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap pad, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. 
Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the 100 stores across the country. Lock them by Liz. LA Ram fans all over the nation, LA Ram fans all across the world. It took 21 years, but hey, the Rams are Super Bowl champions once again. Down at the Playmaker Silence here, longtime Ram fan, and the host of the RLA Rams podcast called Ramley Talk. On Ramley Talk, I tell you how it is the good, the bad, the indifferent. Coming with straight facts, with war emotion, and authentic viewpoint on the Los Angeles Rams. Don't matter what era you grew up in, it could be the fifth and foursome era, the greatest show on turf era, and of course, the Super Bowl 56 champions that are currently the Rams. You can listen to Ramy Talk on all streaming platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. So subscribe now and get all the content that you can get on the LA Rams. Horns up, Rams house, is LA Rams football. Welcome back to Shooting Lights Up. Unfortunately, with those two commercials, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Cowboys talk and Ramley talk go this week. Well, I'm not really smiling about the Ramley talk. Look, Rams played a wonderful game. They just ran against, ran up against a more inspired team and made one more play than the Rams did. But for the Packers and Cowboys, oh, yeah. I know this is football talk, but still. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, I already got into the Cowboys early on Snowman in the morning. Check that out. Yeah, Sandy with me and, and Total Football Talk. So, oh, but man. back to Go. the mission at hand. Ballin'. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. <clears throat> yeah. So we did the men's side full mm-hmm. of chaos. This full of chaos. Not full of chaos. <clears throat> and, but the women decided. We want to join in the party too. So let's go talk some women's basketball here. And the Baylor two step happened. With the Baylor two step happening, the Baylor Bears dropped consecutive games on the road to Kansas and on the road to Iowa State. You see, and it's quite crazy because in both games, they scored 66 points or less. It's been tough for the Baylor Lady Bears in this season. They, they're coming off back-to-back losses. Their first two losses after being 14-0. and 0. It's not a good sign. Very not a good sign for the Kansas game, however. You shot 36 and a half percent from the field, 20% from three. But you still got blown out by the Kansas Jayhawks, which is quite frankly something I am looking, trying to figure out what happened with the baby with the Lady Bears on this one. Like you literally shot better from the field. You shot better from three. And you still got blown out. 
something's not adding up to me in this one. Something just not is not adding up. I, I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I mean, Kansas did shoot fifty-two percent from the field. They shot thirty-five percent from three. We shot better. We shot better from free throw line than them. They got a lead of twenty-one. I think that's how they, much they beat you by. Yeah, they beat you by twenty-one. Like it was just not y'all day. And then you came back off with so that game was what. Wednesday, you got Thursday off, you got Friday. You had two days off, you came back Saturday, and you lost to Iowa State. And then in that game, you shot 39, almost 40% from the field, 27% from three. And you had a 13-point lead at one point. And you lost by three. What's going on with the Lady Bears right now? I need some answers here. Because I need to know what's going on with the Lady Bears. At one point, the Lady Bears were fear. Okay? Even though... McCarthy is with LSU, and I will get to her and her Tigers in a minute. But they were still pretty grind. You know, they had star power. You started off 14 and then you lost back to back games on a row. It's not good. Get it together. Get it together. All right. Now that we got that out the way, those one of the only upsets that happened on the lady side, especially on Saturday. We had a top 10 or top 15 showdown down in Manhattan, Kansas, where number 10, the Longhorns, took on the 12th seat, the tough ranked Kansas Wildcats, as you can see here, Kansas State Wildcats by three over Texas. And in doing so, Texas shot 35 and a half on the field, 18% from three. That is not a typo. That is not. They literally shot 18% from three, the Texas Lady Longhorns. Sorry to my sorry to my good friend, Megan Parker. I'm pretty sure she was not happy when she seen this game, uh, how poorly the Lady Longhorns shot from three. Two for 11. They got 40 minutes in a women's college game. They got four 10-minute quarters. You can only make two three-pointers? Two. Kansas State won no better. They only made four. They made a three they made a three-pointer quarter. Now I have watched Texas basketball for quite a minute, especially on the ladies' side. They are pretty good at shooting three. So then we're going two for eleven at three. Something I didn't see coming. Something I definitely see coming. So you had that happen. Yeah, Texas being upset by Kansas. But we weren't done because we get to Sunday. A game that I was happy to catch. The seven-ranked LSU Tigers, they have won 16 straight after the opening loss to Colorado to begin their season. And all of a sudden, they having an Angel Lee And all of a sudden, they won 16 straight. Then they go to Auburn, Alabama in a Tiger Bowl battle. And it's the home Tigers came out victorious. 67 to 62. Andrew Reese doing Andrew Reese thing, getting double doubles as she always does. You know, just doing her thing, making things happen. You know, continue on. Sorry about that. You know, she's doing what she needs to do, but Arvin was not having it. You know, they weren't having it. Honesty had a career game, I believe it was 
She had a career game, can't remember the points at all. I think it was like 21 points that she had against the Lady Tigers of LSU. And she was not trying to lose to LSU. She was not having it. See if I can pull it up here and then go here. Yep, honesty, Sky Grayson, 21 points. And she led the Auburn Tigers over this win. Look at the numbers. 42% for LSU, 44% for Auburn. LSU only took two three-pointers. They missed both of them. LSU was 4 for 11. Not much there. 64% from the line to 73% from the line. We got there 25 times. You missed nine free throws. You lost by three. So... There you go. Free throws again. Rebounding is about the same. Assists is equal. Steals equal. Blocks equal. Turnovers about the same. Points in the paint. LSU dominated as the as you will expect by 14. But yet, free throws. <laughs> free throws. It's a theme this past week. Free throws. Make your free throws. Especially if you're on the road. Okay, especially if you're on the road, you gotta make free throws. Or you will get upset. Like the LSU Tigers did, suffering their second loss of the season and their first one in conference play. That's what happened to LSU. But not only that, the number two team in the country, the UCLA Lady Bruins, took on the Lady Trojans of the USC. And I read mess from earlier in the season, about two, three weeks ago, when UCLA handed USC their first loss. USC paid US, UCLA back and handed them their first loss of the season. 73 to 65 was the USC Trojans getting a big win over their in-city counterparts. And if you look here, look at the shooting ability. 40% for, for UCLA, 41.5% for USC. USC shot 29% from three. UCLA, 18% from three. UCLA won the free throw by, they shot 81 to USC 75. Rebounds about the same. Assists, steals, everything's about the same. The three-point shooting. UCLA win. UCLA literally went four for 22. Four for 22. Shooting the basketball. That is that's barely that's a little over one for five on three points. One for five. That's not good shooting. Or well, UCLA was one for three, basically. Can't shoot the ball like that on the road. You get beat every time. It's just interesting. To see what happens when when you shoot the ball like this and there's nothing you're dropping for you. Get to the free throw line. You got to the free throw line 21 times. USC got to the free throw line 32 times. They made 24, you made 17. That's a plus seven for the Trojans. Add to the plus three in the three-point department, that's plus 10 for the Trojans over the Bruins. And that's how you get your first loss of the season. It's been it's been a crazy week. It's been a very crazy week. So now here is the rankings. 
going into this week. Of course, South Carolina number one. They have been the most dominant team in the entire college basketball land. That include men and women. South Carolina is drubbing everybody. I mean, drubbing everybody. They play Kentucky, and Kentucky could even hit forty on them. We talking a, we talking a conference game. Matter of fact, a conference East Division battle on the women's side. And they beat Kentucky 98 to 36. Just dominating them. Then you have the Iowa Hawkeyes. They got a game tonight. That snowman, snowman, that snowman is probably playing the covering. That's 9 p.m. on the Peacock. They are hosting Wisconsin. So we're gonna see if the trendy continue of top 10 teams getting knocked off continue when Wisconsin takes on Iowa. I doubt it, but no. Colorado balling their tails off along with NC State, UCLA, so for their first loss, and there's USC right there. Kansas State has moved up to number seven in the polls. Stanford suffered a close loss at Colorado. We lose right. Colorado moved up to three, and Stanford stays at eight. Here come UConn. Here comes UConn. Hayes Becker is healthy. Aaliyah Edwards is healthy. Don't look now, but number nine is coming. Okay? And then LSU rounds up the top ten on the ladies' side. After that loss, they suffer at the hands of Auburn. But ladies and gentlemen, things happen. It's been a crazy week of basketball, and here's the one. Oh, Oh, we talk. Oh, we. Oh, we. If we talk about dude to try to shoot a shot at Angel Reese. No, didn't. Oh. No. Oh, okay, my bad. It was more uh, Arvin <laughs> shooting a shot at Angel Reese much more, <laughs> more, more than more I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Tigers of Arvin knocking them off. Yeah. Well. Ah, well, it looks like the defending champs are finding that the road back to the promised land is going to be tough. And I thought about. Now I talk about South Carolina, how they just drew Kentucky. Man, what 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 can you say about that 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 squad? I mean, this is what this is what the Lady Vols looked like in the eighties uh, and early nineties. This is what uh, UConn looked like in the two thousands. And now you got Dawn Staley just having these women just tear up everybody. Kentucky, Kentucky couldn't even get to 40. A conference game and the opponent couldn't even get to 40. And it's 40 minutes in a game. Mm-hmm. So they didn't score a point a, they didn't score a point a minute. No. It, it just it just goes to show when you actually have a a, a team that believes of what the coach is telling them and the coach is telling the team good things to do and they're fundamentally sound. Yeah. That they play so fundamentally sound it's like, wow, um it's gonna have to take a really good effort to beat this team. Oh, there's a team that you mentioned. I just told everybody, uh number nine is coming. Oh the, uh, the, uh, the lady huskies? Number nine is coming. 
Peyton Baker is healthy. Aaliyah Edwards is healthy. Oh, they're coming. Mm-hmm. They're coming, and they're not being talked about. We're just saying online because that is still a Gino or over there. Mm-hmm. And they ain't slouches. So they're coming. I'm just letting you know. Don't be surprised as all of a sudden you can start climbing up the rankings even more. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, anything you want to say about the women's basketball right now? Because you're going to talk about South Carolina. I'm telling you, UConn is coming. Other than mentioning, you know, how South Carolina is just steamrolling through everybody. And I agree, UConn, UConn is coming. I have, I, have to, I, I have to admit, I actually thought Iowa was going to fall off a little. Not be horrible. But I thought it was going to fall off a bit. Uh, to my surprise, they're still up there. You know, they still you know, still top five, and you know they are to be reckoned with too. So, yeah, shout out to them. Nobody saw Colorado do what they're doing. They didn't. They didn't predict. They didn't predict that at all. And same thing with North Carolina State. Uh, but I'm I'm proud of Iowa. I uh, I think I think they have followed up beautifully how they how they did last year with now the expectation of them. Going back to the Final Four in the National Championship game, and they're having the mentality of "we gotta finish the job." I love that. I love when that. When you got Caitlin Clark on me, mm-hmm. you have a shot. Yeah. So, man, like I said, but the L.A. battle, both teams gave each other the only loss. <laughs> oh man! So that means when we get to the Pac-12 championship, uh, Pac-12 tournament, we're gonna see them probably ballot out again. <laughs> Never know, because you just mentioned Colorado. Colorado's, you know. I'm saying so. We probably might see them, but then again, you're right. It might not happen. We probably might see them ballot out again. And then you got Stanford in there. True. And uh, the coach is two wins away from passing Maisha Skelty for the most wins in college basketball history. Obviously, she couldn't get it this past weekend because she was at Boulder. Well, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Not not right now. (laughs) But she says she'll get it this week. I believe she she has an organ coming up next. That should be a W. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you ain't been the same since Sabrina left. Yeah. But is it me or is the Pac-12 growing out swinging? <laughs> and everything. Um, I think they want us to understand that um, they had a presence. And they wanted to show that, you know, that, that, that they... Really, they really are, or really were, some big dogs there. Now, here's the funny thing: when it came to the women's game, the only game in town when it came to the Pac-12 was Stanford. And now, in these last five years, we've been seeing these programs come up and show that they can ball out. And I wish the Pac-12 was continuing because I want to. I'd want to see how these programs would continue onward. But that won't happen. So, before uh, 
Damn. I want to see you get your thoughts because I before you had to dip out real quick. Mm-hmm. I called it the Baylor two step because Baylor this. <laughs> oh yeah, they two step the two L's. Oh man. Um, you know sometimes. Sometimes you 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 read your own press clippings, and you think you you think you're better than you are, and then reality smacks you in the face. Because a team a team like Baylor should not get mollywopped by any club, by any program, by twenty plus points. And I think they thought that well, this uh this road trip to Ames will probably take care of take care of uh, Iowa State. And no, because they want Baylor spot. I mean, this could get the shooting performance. This is Kansas. Mm mm mm. And the same things that I say about the men's game, I say about the women's game. Take care of the paint. Take care of the paint. You just circle you can circle the paint, and that's the difference of that's the margin of victory. Or defeat in this case, we're talking about Baylor. That's the margin of defeat right there. Fifty six to thirty two. That was in that was in Lawrence. You can right. I mean, you could chunk up threes all you want, but I mean, if they ain't gonna fall, change the game up. I mean, so they went to Lawrence. They 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 were breaking from three. They go to Ames. They're breaking from three again. Of course, they're breaking for the field too. But they were breaking hard from three. Change it up. I mean, it's not a crime to score within ten feet. I mean, if it's if the shots aren't falling. You can't have the mentality of, well, this our game. The name of the game is to score one more point to your opponent. Doesn't matter how you do it. And so if you live in the paint, okay, cool. Maybe that D will just collapse in the paint, and then you'll actually have wide open threes that you probably could hit, maybe half of. But at least you're taking care of business and you're scoring in the paint. But they, but they, they get out. They get out muscled in both the games against Kansas and, and Ohio and, and Iowa State, and they deservedly earned those L's. They deservedly earned those L's. I mean, I did put your Longhorns in here because it was a rank versus rank matchup. But mm-hmm. yeah, good game. You, good you, game. You say good game. Uh, I'll say but, good game. No, no, I see. Good game. Tip the cap. This was because uh, I saw the final score. It's like, okay, I, I see it's a defensive effort. Now, what I would say about the Longhorns is I'd say the same thing with them. Although, although the points of the paint are almost, almost similar, and it is the margin of victory or defeat in this case. And I am, I am a wholehearted proponent of if the shots ain't falling from deep or even from three, move the offense in. And even they say from, well, hey, Cole from two, they were bricking. Yeah, true. But 
if you were to just make that small philosophy change, that fall, that small philosophical change, the shots would fall, and I think you would get more opportunities to get buckets. I mean, heck, you shot more in this case. You shot more than than uh, than Kansas State. You know, I mean, you you had more shots. You had a, you even had one more free throw. So, I you know, but, but take care of the business in the paint. That's all. I have to the say. main story here is the, that one right here, the LSU Tigers dropping to Harvard Tigers. Angelie's doing Angelie's thing. She's getting double doubles, so can't get mad at her. She's come back. She's played. She's yeah. She's freeze. she's yeah. She I was about to say she's played her game, and I don't think she's in the funk that she was at the beginning of the season. Now I didn't get to everything I wanted to say because I was waiting for Cole Johnson to get that. But you look at the numbers, really mm-hmm. much of a difference. See, see. I'm loving this. I'm loving the fact that you got a team that knows their identity in LSU. And I know they took an L. I get that. They only attempted two threes. It wasn't falling. They're like, well, we don't need to do that. We got we got big women in the paint. So let's rule the paint. And they did, and they probably could have ruled it just a wee bit more. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I think probably what did them in was the fact that they couldn't um, they couldn't stop Auburn from getting boards themselves. And I think in I think if you have that type of advantage of being beasts in the paint, if you can stop the opposing team from getting offensive boards for sure, and probably limit the defensive boards to where they can have fast break opportunities. I think that's where the difference would be, and but but people would probably point to well, they well I can see why LSU lost this game. They didn't hit a free throw. Uh, they didn't hit a three pointer. Well, oh well. So you have that, and then they brick from the free throw line too. They only took two, so I don't put much in the three. No, I no I I don't at all. But to me, I think they lost the game from not necessarily boxing out enough on the offensive glass when Auburn had the ball. And they didn't take enough advantage of when they got the fouls to hit the free throws. Now, uh, I don't think Mr. Cole Johnson joined me for one of these. But I didn't bring no graphics with me. I didn't want to bring no graphics with me. Hmm. But I do have to. Actually, no, Cole did join me for this because that's when we did our fragrant foul on LSU together. Oh, mm hmm. I have another flagrant foul on LSU for a different reason. Another flagrant foul on LSU. Okay. Now, when we did our first flagrant foul on LSU, it because Andrew Reese and the Tigers took a nail mm-hmm. that nobody expected. And then they bounced back and they barely won against a team that we don't even know of. Angel Reese mm-hmm. got a bitch, and then she was away from the team. Mm-hmm. Since she's came back, she's came back and had no business. Now that I got that out of the way, Mr. Mm-hmm. Cole Johnson, there was somebody 
who was the star player for another college before coming to LSU? Mm-hmm. I have not heard her name. Mm-hmm. As much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. Because one of the reasons why we picked LSU to run it back again is because they added another star player to go with Angel Reese. That's right. They did. Haley Van Lick. Mm-hmm. Where have you been this whole season? You scoring 11.3 points a game. You are shooting 42.4% from the field. Ouch. You left the team where you was the star player at Louisville. Mm-hmm. You come over to the defending champs. We don't know who we, where you at. Where have you been? Mm-hmm. It was like, well, we know Andrew Reese going to throw her thing in the paint. Now you got somebody from the outside. It's a perfect match. Like, where are you? You scored three points against Auburn in a loss. Three. You shot 50% from the line. You shot 11 points from the field on Saturday afternoon. Mm. Mm. You ain't doing much in the wins. 14, 13 points at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss got a team. We, we know that. Mm-hmm. Seven points against Missouri. 11 points against JU. Where, where are you? Because we can't see you, okay? We know where you was at in Louisville. We can see you. We can't see you in LSU. Hmm. Like, where are you? You are a senior. This is your final year of college ball. Mm-hmm. And you know where to be found right now. It's been two and a half months. Where are you? Now, I'm, now I'm going to give Cole Johnson the floor. So, let me get this straight. This was supposed to be uh, a pickup, I guess is the best way I can put it. This was supposed to be a pickup where you have a point guard who averaged 20 points this past season. 20 points, uh, gave you five boards, gave you three three dimes. So, she's more along the lines of what today's point guard is. A, score, a scoring first point guard. Um, I would think you I would think that you would be brought in to a place like LSU to actually provide the outside to the inside of one Angel Reese but you can't provide too much of the inside if you are failing to score so hmm what is it is it you're having a hard time adjusting to Baton Rouge versus Louisville. 
Is it you're not jailing with the team? Is it that you are at odds with Kim Mulkey, the head coach of the, the of the women's program there at LSU? What 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 what's the what's the disconnect? Because I would think as a point guard, you'd be loving life because you'd be able to actually get other people involved because you'd be the one who would handle the ball more than anybody. And I would think you would want to impress the the big the big women or the big girls that you have on the team. They lo- the ones who love to love to bang in the paint and love to actually show that they can move bodies out the paint and out the way. I would think that you would be willing to do this, mm. or is it that you want to be more of a defensive uh, defensive presence? I don't know, but what I do know is. I know that LSU wanted the woman who scored 19, I mean, once scored 20, not the one who two years before scored 11 like you're doing now. But hey, you at least good for the free throw line. You were brought in there to be a difference maker. You were brought in there to, to have defenses make a decision. Should we collapse in the paint and not have any any front court player destroy us, like we saw what happened with Iowa and before then in the uh, in the national semifinal Virginia Tech, or uh, is that what we're supposed to do against LSU? Okay, well that's what we're gonna do coming into this year. You were the piece that would actually have defense to say, oh, <clears throat> we can't just collapse our defense down the paint. We have to worry about somebody outside. I guess not. I guess not. So, if LSU was going to actually make hay and get back to the championship, you're a big, important part of the cog. But the question is, are you going to show up? Because this team needs you to show up. You already had your team in an Angel Reese needing to take some time and take a breather and got kicked off the team for a little bit before she came back and now she's back to she's back to her her, her normal dominating double double self. So the the person that I believe you came to play with is actually showing up. Now reward her with your play. Scoreborn. Get some more dimes. Make it as though it is you who are making the other shine. That's what point guards do. We'll be a point guard. And if you can't score, do other things. Do other things. But you bricking from feed from the field and you're not getting the whole other you're not getting the other four involved. That's not good. That's not good for LSU, and that's not good for you. Hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of y'all might be saying, well, they only lost two games. They ain't ranked in the top ten. Look, in nine days from today, guess who walks into Baton Rouge? Nine days from today. South Carolina. The number one team in all of college basketball. And so they got to play their best game so far of the year against them. 
And if Henny Van Lint don't turn back into Henny Van Lint, oh, that's another L. That yeah. would be three. Because you're going to make... Here's the thing. With a team like South Carolina, and in most of the top 10 ranked teams, but definitely a team like South Carolina, you don't want to make a game that is is easy enough for them easier. If they know they don't really have to defend the perimeter, <laughs> defensively, all they have to do is just swat stuff that comes in the paint. That's it. Make it harder for them. Make them have to deal with the with, with the paint, the mid-range, and from deep. You have to make a team like South Carolina work on a defensive end. If you're not going to make them work, you, the, night's, the night's over early. Like, Anisha Murrow, second, second lead on the team, giving you 18 points a game, shooting 50% from the field, but only 13% from three. Let's go to the freshman. The freshman. Malika Williams. Third leading scorer on the team with 16 points a game. Shooting 49 and a half on the field. She's the only one that can shoot from three. She's at 44.6% from three. Mm-hmm. You, you, you think that's scaring Don Staley right now? We just talked about three point guards. Only one is shooting great. Man, let's go one more guard, shall we? Let's go to Miss Johnson. They know the one that was beaten with Angel Reese at the beginning of the season. I think they got these up back together. She's fourth on the she's fourth on the list. Thirteen point four points against fifty one point eight from the field. She's shooting. Let's see what she shoot. She's shooting thirty two point four percent from three. Yeah, but it's not gonna put fear in, in, in a team in South Carolina though. I just gave you a sophomore in Johnson, a freshman in Williams, and a junior in Morrow. But who's the senior? Van Lith. When are you gonna show up? And she averages less than all of the names you mentioned. All of them. She's not even hitting twelve points a game. Where you at? You was that girl in Louisville. You just happened to run into Clayton Clark. Where you at? You gonna have to show up. It's conference play now. And trust me, if you can't help from the deep, from outside, what good are you doing with the rest of the team? You're only averaging four assists a game, so you're not distributing the ball. Yeah. Yeah, because if a point guard's not going to score, at least make a difference with dimes. That that, that I mean, that number is five. That number should be more like eight. Then you can then or, or, or nine. Then you could justify scoring only eleven points a game. Although I think they need you to average more. But at least you could say I'm contributing to I'm contributing to X amount of more points. You're the leading assist for the team, and it's four point six. And a team that has, and a team that has a dominant forward, and a team that I think could probably use maybe a little bit more domination in the other forward. That four point six should be more like eight point six. I mean, it should be. 
Y'all the leading scoring team in the country. But guess what? Auburn yeah. headed you to 33 mm-hmm. points less than your average. 33. What does that tell you? It tells me, just looking at the fact that the high point, of course, is Van Lith with only 4.6 assists. The ball don't move enough. As of right now, LSU is the second second highest scoring offense at 92 points a game. Mm-hmm. 92 points. Guess who's third? The Iowa Hawkeyes. Guess who's fourth? The South Carolina Gamecocks. Guess who's first in field goal percentages, though? <laughs> that would be the South Carolina. South Carolina. Guess who's first in point differential? South Carolina. But look who's number two. LSU. LSU. Mm-hmm. But how long that's going to stay? At 30.7. So we know that you love to play defense. I mean, the team. We know that we know the we know the ladies love to play defense, which that is necessary. Well, it's funny you should say that because uh, LSU's not even not even the top five at points. A lot per game. Yeah. South Carolina's third. Mm-hmm. They only give up 51.4 points. You just had Auburn. The other team in Alabama just hold you to 62. Mm-hmm. You gave up 50. You gave up 57 to them. I mean, 67 to them. 67. Mm-hmm. I'm look. I am looking at it. Guess who's the second best rebounding team in the country? That would be South Carolina. Guess who's the number one team in blocks? That would be South Carolina. And what did I say earlier? <laughs> if you're gonna make if you're gonna make a number one um number one ranked team not have a job to do on defense, then you have made their job easier. And it's game over. I mean, if they just all they're gonna do is just swat shots, and you can't hit anything from deep, you can't hit anything from mid range, and the only thing you really can do is just try to clean the glass. Well, <clears throat> a team like South Carolina can dominate you. They beat Kentucky, a division rival, ninety-eight to thirty-six. Yeah, they yawned. They you know, they were bored. <laughs> they opened conference play in Gainesville. Guess what the final score was? Eighty nine to sixty six. Yeah, I mean they like Mister Perfect back in the uh, back in the WWF days when when he first was uh, christened as such, where he would do a move and he would just look out in the crowd and just yell, "Give me some competition!" That is what uh, South Carolina is. I can go to the long conference play. If you want me to. Let's go back to November. The opening opening game of the season. Notre Dame. Have you heard of Notre Dame since South Carolina? Nope. And we know they got a hell of a coach over there in Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. 171. Out the gate. They just dropped 100. Mm. Maryland. We know Maryland got a good women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. 
114 to 76. Like I said, give me some competition. That's that's what South Carolina is saying. The closest battle they had so far was the Battle of the Carolinas. 65-58 over North Carolina. Came back, they played Duke. 77-61. Utah. We definitely know Utah got a women's basketball team. 78-69. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show... If you can compete again in 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 college basketball, you're going up against a juggernaut that will that basically will say, "Okay, we'll see your best and we'll raise you." I, LSU, y'all, 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 I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Haley Van Lick to step up. Yeah. That ball needs to hop more. They they need to make South Carolina do something that I don't think they really do all that much because they don't have to. And it is defend more of the floor. You got two games to prepare. And guess what? Those games are not easy. You're going to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Guess what they work at? It's 15 and 4. You host Arkansas. Guess what they work at? It's 14 and 5. They're right in the mix. Before you get to South Carolina. Show us something because that's a that's a marquee game that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Don't get blown out. At home, by the way. I was about to say that this will be in Baton Rouge. So, yeah. They got to they gotta come with it. Remember what happened last year? It was the South Carolina game that turned y'all around. Mm-hmm. Because you realize there's levels to this when you went up against Aaliyah, Boston, and them girls. Oh, man. What you gonna do, Haley Van Lit? Angel Reese doing her thing. She came back and, she, and she's been she's been her. Mm-hmm. Murrow doing her thing. Williams doing her thing. Johnson doing her thing. They need that senior leadership to come through now. Yep. It, is, it is time, and there's no more time to waste. It's time to get an LSU. If you want to repeat as national champions. All right, Mr. Cole Johnson, any final words? Well, all I have to say is um, if in both men's and women's uh, college game, if it's going to be as exciting as it has been the first two months, the next two and a half, oh, I think the men's and women's Final Four is going to be really interesting. And, and to the men's game, I hope you understand, the women I've shown you badly last late March, early April. You got to step it up in that realm because the women, they, they, they got some heavy hitters. They got some heavy hitters. And now it is time. Now it's time to separate the men from the boys in one aspect and the women from the girls in another. So we're now in conference play. And this is where we get to see who is going to be 
the ones that we say, okay, we got to watch out for this team. We got to watch out for this team. We got to watch out for this team. That is what we have to deal with now. Now, with the women's side, it's a little easier to diagnose. But in the men's side, hmm, you all better get the separating because um, times are ticking. Because before you know it, two months from now, you will have to be either dancing or watching at home, watching the other programs dance. But uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the, the college basketball season. Now that we're in conference play. Now I should say now that we're well into conference play. I'll put it that way. Um ladies, continue doing what y'all are doing. Y'all be running some exciting basketball. Mm-hmm. We get some upsets here and there, which is not a bad thing. So keep doing what you're doing. On the men's side, do anybody want to stay in the top ten? Please. Every time we turn around, we got the number one seed getting knocked off. Then we had a week where one, two, three, five, six, nine, and ten all got dropped. In one week of basketball. (sighs) That's how a team like UConn, the reigning defending national champions, go from four to one. To one. Mm -hmm. And that, that jump rarely ever happens. And one thing, Florida, you look good so far, but tonight you're on the map. Can you go to number five and take down the volunteers in their own building and get yourself a marquee win? Or Mm. if you're Tennessee, can you rebound? And let last week's loss continue to roll over. Hmm. And then from What's Kansas, hmm. you're in Stillwater. You want to avoid that trap tonight? Or will we be seeing the Pokes storm the court? Those are your marquee games for tonight. And they both them on ESPN. 7 p.m. Florida, Tennessee. 9 p.m. Kansas, Oklahoma State. What you gotta say, Cole? Well, as I said, for the men's game, time's a ticket. Who 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 wants to be one of the four that we talk about saying, okay, they're gonna be they're gonna be the ones that's gonna represent whatever region that they put you in as the number one seed. Because I agree with Playmaker. You had one week where, what was it, eight of the top ten took an L, and one of them took two. So you had nine times where a ranked team went against against another team and lost in one week. Yeah, you all got to tighten that up. Now for the women, well, yeah, you just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. You now have a new measuring stick. Although, yes, the defending champs are ranked 10. You have a new measuring stick in South Carolina. So, raise the level of your play to that that standard, and I think you'll have. I think you'll go places. Until then, hmm. 
if you're gonna if, if you're gonna meet, meet up uh, meet up with North, uh, South Carolina, you have to come and bring all of it. Because if you don't, you're gonna walk back home, whether you're playing at home or you're playing in Columbia, with an L. It's just that simple. Enjoy the games tonight. I'll catch y'all later. Maybe I can dive into some NBA talk. Because we're getting close to our star weekend. Which means we're getting close to the trade deadline. Yeah. Let's see who's going to make moves. Let's see what's going to happen. And then, you know, we'll see what happens in Indianapolis for All-Star Weekend. And then after that, you already know what time it is. Mm-hmm. That's when the real fun begins. Until oh, yes. That is the EP of all EPs, Mr. Cole Johnson. Thank you. Y'all know who I am, the playmaker. I'll be back next time for more basketball talk. Shooting. Masterpiece.